and welcome to another episode of Raju Bunga Podcast. As always, it's me, Raju. And I'm Podcast. And I'm Bunga. Today we have a special guest, our friend Ali Mirza. Hi, Ali. Hey, guys. How you doing? No, Ali, we had you on the podcast, but also because you're my friend, but um, specifically because... <laughs> Specifically because when we had put on on our Instagram those um, templates of like your top five Shah Khan movies, you didn't just provide your top five Shah Khan movies. You also provided a grading system, a full ranking system, a holistic understanding of why these movies are important to you. And we thought, why not have this crazy person on the podcast? So I'm pretty welcome. sure that's how uh, serial killers pick their victims also. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a system. Otherwise, it's just way too random. And, you know, they'll, they'll eventually catch you. You'll be sloppy. If you're not. <laughs> Did you take time off of work to work on this? I didn't take hard. time off because I wanted to continue getting paid while not doing the work. So, <laughs> you know, I'm into market research. So to me, like anytime someone says like quantify something, it's like, yeah, all right, spreadsheet. <laughs> Wait, so you have the spreadsheet on you right now. Do you just carry it with you always? Is it <laughs> no, I, always? I believe I may have been tipped off to have it ready. <laughs> uh, also, I, I, I consulted it with it uh, again last night while watching. So I was like, why exactly did this make my top five? And it reaffirmed every reason for why I did it. Still love it. Do you like Shah Khan? I do. Is he your favorite in Bollywood? Your favorite actor? Probably, yeah. I Because of lack of anybody else. Like, I mean, there, there are obviously other great actors like in Bollywood, but I think realistically, yeah, he's my my favorite actor if you're ranking your hans he's your han yeah he's probably like my favorite han uh amar han's probably legitimately the best actor mm-hmm. and salman han is just eh. <laughs> yeah so we're perplexed by salman han today he posted this picture on his instagram that straight up looked like he was taking a dump <laughs> i saw that is that like an ad for like a cologne or something or like a <laughs> an ad for a cologne but he's just in the background like kind of out of focus and he just looks like he's squatting and it looked like a difficult bowel movement too he <laughs> was it was like he was like uh boldo like he was you know he was straining he looked at yeah. he was thinking was man, right 3 a.m dump that you take he was thinking man with like instead of a roll of toilet paper next to him it's just like a container of air freshener or whatever that was. <laughs> it was wild before we get into shark movies what's your favorite bollywood movie might just be one of my favorite bollywood movies however i do not exactly want to watch it very often i, I think at some point it just hit too close to home so i'm like nope not gonna watch it anymore is it because it's too emotional yeah like i had like a falling out with my parents over a girl so i thought maybe your brother had like 11 fingers or something <laughs> close to home <laughs> No, it like he has extra ears, but that's just, you know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this list of movies. Now, can you explain these colors to us? Now, I see a pink, I see a dark blue, and I see a light blue. Talk oh. us through these columns, okay? Work work sure. through with us. What's going sure. on here? So, I got the template to pick my favorite Shah Rukh Khan movies, and everybody else seemed to be able to do it really quickly. I'm just like, how? Like, how do you justify, like, what's your favorite? And I thought, like, well, okay, there are a couple movies I can think that I love watching over and over again that does that make it my favorite. And then there are other movies where I think he just, he excelled as an actor, and that's obviously why this. I'm like, well, is it my favorite, though, if I don't want to watch it more than once or twice? And so I literally just went through, like, his filmography, and I was like, all right, here are some movies that I like generally that I would say, like, yeah, are in the top half of the films that I like of his. And I figured, let's create some independent variables. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got rewatch. Like, do you want to rewatch it a lot? Yes or no? Like, no, I never want to see it again is a one. And five is, yeah, I'll watch it constantly. Like, I'll watch it every day. I'm shocked that it's not a negative five to five. (laughs) Because some people feel very strongly. Honestly, I feel like you could get more uh, granularity on that kind of uh, system. So maybe for for revision, too. I probably could if I went with his full filmography. But, like, I just went with the top few that, like, I know. Nexus story like how original is the story and then last i've got acting like did he actually try to act or was he just himself yeah then i added those up and if there was a tie as there as you can see there was with this Ooh. teal gummy <laughs> uh, was you know the clear cut winner coach kuchote virza suavis ended up as tied for second place with 13 points and so then i just went with a gut call on which one i'm sure i can add another variable to you know justify that but yeah i think independent 
variables are usually how you measure something you're passionate about. <laughs> what about music? Music is not a factor here for you? You know, I think that might just be part of like the rewatchability of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'll, I'll rewatch it for the songs. That would actually be a really good variable to add. What about attractiveness of the female lead? Is that <laughs> in here? How is that under rewatch? Wait, how many... How many other female leads are on here, though? Like, let's see. It's you got Juhi, you got Mads, you got Gajo, Green. It's actually quite a spread here. Yeah, I guess that actually covers his, you know, three generations worth of women who <laughs> his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. If we're going with like the attractiveness of the female leads, this the lady from Suarez, she may be in the running for me. Yeah, what happened to her? Why oh, did people I... stop making movies? Is this the only movie she's ever made? But she got married. She got married. I, to yeah, I'd rather she got married and just stopped acting. Yeah. She got married to an Oberoi. One of the richest men in India, which you know what? That guy deserves it. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yes. I mean, wait, is it just because that guy deserves it because he's rich? Like, why do you think? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's self-explanatory. I don't think yeah, we need to expound on He has that. earned it. Okay. <laughs> So you're saying wealthy men deserve beautiful women. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right. So so your ranking here, it looks like, go ahead and tell us. Even though we can see it, the listener cannot, though, tell us. So number five, we've got Dilse. Fantastic original story. Pretty decent acting. I do not want to watch it again. Uh, number four, we've got Kuchkotote. It's clearly one of those movies where if we don't know what else to watch, we're going to watch Kuchkuch. Mm. In terms of like story and acting, I think for the time, the story was actually pretty interesting. He finally played his own age for the first time. Not a five on the acting, but a, a four. It's funny that you said that he played somebody that's more his age because, you know, for a chunk of the movie, he did not. For the first oh, half, yeah. yeah, they try to get him, you know, the, the polo sport. <laughs> yeah. What the hell was that? I mean, was that like a sun guard that you were yeah, pretty much. Gooch Gooch hasn't been on my list ever, but I recently watched it over the holidays because I was lonely. Um, <laughs> I thought I would hate the college stuff more than I actually did. And I actually have different feelings about that now than I did before. Mm. I, I don't mind it at all. I said this before, but I definitely think Gooch is like friends. You know that it's a little bit corny and you know that there's probably better movies than that or better shows. But when you watch it, you're like, how can you deny how fun this is? Yeah, especially for like a generation, I guess our generation, or probably somebody a couple of years younger than me, right? I think it's either DDLJ or Kushkushota as as the movie that brought you in. I think for me, it's DDLJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people that are a little bit younger than me, it's Kushkushota. All right, number three. Uh, number three was Suarez. Mm. I'd only seen this once before. It's nothing like anything else that's in mainstream Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Maybe now, like, yes, there are a few more movies. But I think especially in 2004, 2005, like, this was just refreshing. And in terms of the acting, I, I don't think he's been better. From the very first scene where he talks about Kaberiyama, like, it's like, oh, okay, you're you're not glamorous. You are not the charming, you know, Romeo that you are in every other movie. You're kind of just like a lonely dorky desi dude who works at nasa yeah i want to definitely talk more about like Khan's acting in this because this the acting in this movie drove me insane and for reasons that aren't that he acted badly so we'll talk about it in a little bit all right mm. number two uh number two virzada <laughs> yeah buddy yeah buddy there we go i did I didn't think Virzada would be so high on the list, to tell you the truth. But the the story, you know, it is a fairly typical story, except for the fact that Homeboy ends up in jail for like 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, 22 years. It's yeah. It's like, oh, okay, like you went an entirely different route. This isn't just like story-crossed lovers type of thing. His acting, you know, through all the crappy makeup that they put on him uh, as he ages, I felt like his movements, the way he just sort of spoke, his whole demeanor, especially as he's throughout like the, the trial, I kind of felt like I was seeing like my dad, like a younger version of my dad. Oh. The worn out, like he he's had it, but also is just like quietly suffering. Like, oh like, my God. That's a tough one. All right, number one. Tell us number one. What? Gabi Hoshi, Gabi Gum. I've watched it a thousand plus times. Even if I don't want to watch it again anymore, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. It's got literally everything you can possibly imagine. Except for subtlety. Gunnar Jory can't do subtlety. He, he can only do what he knows, right? Like, yeah. yeah. 
I was yeah. born with, with a silver spoon in his mouth. He doesn't understand working class people or families and whatever. He owns it. Those, that's a good, that's a solid top five. I think that we can't argue about any of them. But because we have insight into your spreadsheet, I do want to point out that <laughs> tied for five. Okay, we got, okay, we got Dose, great movie. Om Shanti Om, another great one. Kalhonaho, debatable, but also very good. Ahsoka? <laughs> Yeah, I thought that one might come up. <laughs> and you gave that a three for the story. Because <laughs> I gave it a four for the rewatch. <laughs> because I'd seen it so many. I mean, also certain movies where it's like at that moment, I absolutely loved it. And I watched mm. it a thousand times. The music is mm. like, I still love the music and it'll still give me goosebumps. And so like for that reason alone, like I'll, I'll rewatch it. It looks like your rewatch numbers are based off of what doesn't bum you out. Because <laughs> well, you also have Josh on there as a four, <laughs> which uh, we saw that movie. It's not a four. <laughs> I think Josh is one of those movies where like, I think Fahad, you said it, which is if you can get through the dumb shit, it's not a terrible movie. <laughs> that is also, true. if you that stopped watching the last 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah. If the last 20 minutes there, of that movie. <laughs> Are yeah. necessary. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Well, um, I think it's really fantastic that you have Suades also in your top five because I don't know anybody who's seen Suades who didn't love Suades. And I think when I think about Charhan movies, the reason why Suades, it almost made it to my top five but didn't is because I often have to think about what I'm trying to get out of a Charhan movie. And what I want often out of a Shahan movie is that like Mirch Masala, you know, the singing and dancing, it's the K3G, it's the Kuch Kuch I like that's oftentimes what I want out of a Shahan movie. I want everything that Bollywood gives me. And Swade certainly is not a movie that gives you what Bollywood gives you, but neither is Dose. But Swade is, it makes me sad when I watch it for Shahan. Mm -hmm. I realized, man, Shahan is actually a legitimately good actor. And I don't know why he has done the last like 10 years of movies in his life or in like his career because he's so good like when he's with I mean Ashutosh Gawarkar made Lagan mm -hmm. he made this movie he can direct a movie that is more nuanced that is more subtle and here we see Shah Khan being just a normal guy and it's like crazy to me that like this is what he's capable of but this isn't what he does anymore it makes mm -hmm. me sad for him I feel like this era of Shah Khan like he's he's on this like crazy hot streak every movie that he did from like 2003 to 2006 was like a banger but i think virzar and swades are two movies that like flew under the radar because maybe we had just watched too much Shah Rukh Khan to like really pay attention because most people that i know who they saw swades but they don't really remember it and mm -hmm. virzar i I don't remember it. I d didn't remember it being as good as it was. And same with Swadesh. I thought it was kind of like Chuck de India, which was like, okay, yeah, that was a movie. Spoiler alert, Swadesh is now in my top five. No! I remember when Swadesh was coming out, I was extremely excited about the movie. I remember, I still remember the poster where he's like sitting on the boat. Gorgeous poster. Yeah, and it's still, you know, Brian Charakhan and Sajitosh Gawarkar coming off of Lagan. So this guy can do basically anything he wants to, right? And he's all, all already proven that he's extremely talented. And I remember watching Swades and being like, okay, that was good. But I also never wanted to watch it again. Watching it this time, it hit me way differently than it did the first time. I, you know, I, I guess I was a pretty basic bitch back in 2004. <laughs> and the world has just beaten me down. So I'm thinking about thinking about stuff in a different way this is probably the movie that i don't know if it's the movie that i've thought about the most after watching it but it's certainly like the like the themes in it are the are the ones that i've thought about the most like mm -hmm. that part of it has stayed with me part of the reason you know you said that you're sad that Shah Rukh khan doesn't do stuff like this because he is capable of it but the one thing about swadesh is it wasn't a big hit it mm -hmm. actually you know it was looked at as a flop you know considering who who made it and who was in it because it didn't hit big in, in India and it didn't hit big probably because of the same reasons that we love it now. There was also like an oversaturation of Shara during that time. Like, yeah. This came out weeks after Virzada. I want a filmfare award for it, but again, there's just so much Shahrukh and so much of the Shahrukh that we're used to seeing that mm -hmm. this really does just sort of fly under the radar and there were really high expectations for it. And I think a lot of people just didn't know how to process it on the one hand it is a very realistic look of what it's like 
to be a, a daisy going back, going back home and seeing the injustices and inequalities. You've got the real struggle of like, what do you do <laughs> when you're in that position? Yeah. And at the same time, it also is very, it's a very patriotic movie. Like there's a lot of hopefulness in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not like an easy, easily digested movie. It's not like a big Bollywood movie, right? I mean, even like the climax and everything like that, he could have, if Ashutosh Gawarka wanted to make like, you know, a, if he wanted to current Joe her this thing mm-hmm. and like, you know, just have like Vande Mataram playing, he could have, and he could have gotten away with it, but he purposely chose not to do that stuff. And back in 2004, you know, I guess I found that a little boring. In 2021, I found it very, very moving. Like you can tell that this stuff is deliberate. It actually works better this way. Yeah, like just just talking about it is like giving me goosebumps because one of the things that I think Daisy people sometimes have a hard time digesting, like you know, Ali said, this is a di- this isn't an easily digestible movie for a lot of Daisy people. I think a lot of times Daisy people have a hard time being able to critique something while also loving something. I think Daisy people inherently have a difficult time doing that that's a lot of times why like nationalism is like a hundred percent or nothing you know and i think that this movie does such a great job of showing the experience of what it's like to be an adult where you care about your career and you care about the things that you're doing for yourself but there is something that pulls you back to like your roots and how do you address your roots and how do you balance between the two and how do you look at something that you love with a critical eye i love the conversation that happens between gita and mohan you know he's talking he's just complaining about india he's like you people you know and she's like what do you mean you people you're one of us and i think like i've had those types of conversations with my cousins in pakistan like i think it, it was such a relatable moment but I think those conversations are not something Desi people want to see in movies because I think Desi people treat Bollywood like an escape. They don't want to see realism on on their screens. They don't want to see something real. I mean, a lot of people do. Obviously, we do. And there are people who do like this movie in India, I'm sure. But a lot of people want to go see Bollywood and especially Shah Khan movies for that escape for the, you know, for the googly-eyed Sharhan glasses. They don't want to see this. Even though this is a much more powerful message, I think that's probably why it's flat. But man, did this movie make me feel things. I, I took a tally of how many times I cried and what kind of... Because <laughs> I'm that much of a data dork. <laughs> I... Sabina and I, we we started crying at like the same time. Tier number one, I have it listed. <laughs> when Mohan sees Kavidia and like when she turns around, her reaction is what made us both start going and like. Father, I actually have a question for you because um, I was thinking about this and I, I and I'm wondering if you had the same experience because I know you did watch this as well. I watched Swades over the weekend and then yesterday and today I watched The White Tiger, which I yeah. Knew. We've made like a nice companion piece because they're both about like problems in the system. So this is a more hopeful movie. The White Tiger is like an angrier movie. I was wondering if you were thinking about both of those when you were watching them. I was. And it actually, I, I do think you should watch both of them together because mm-hmm. yep. I think, you know, Swades is from the perspective of somebody who comes back to India. But in White Tiger, it's like there are two Indias that exist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people in the cities understand what happens in the rural areas in India. And yeah. so I think it is interesting to watch them both together because it's also kind of sad because those same problems that Khan was trying to solve one water pump at a time mm-hmm. still exist. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was it was just um, interesting to see, you know, one movie that's so hopeful and another one that's so cynical, basically about the same system. I wanted to see what year it was actually published, because I wonder if there is something to do with like the timeline that maybe like oh four India mm-hmm. is a lot more hopeful and there's strides are being made. And maybe in the past decade, it slowed down and people in the in the rural areas don't feel as a part of India's growth mm-hmm. as they might have during when Swades came out. But yeah. So the movie was inspired by Gandhi's journey, right? The part of the story where Mohan goes to Gita's farm to get the rent from that farmer. And apparently this has just come from the Wikipedia. So like we could just be wrong. <laughs> apparently that was inspired by a very similar experience that Gandhi had, which eventually led him to the desire to want to better the country. Because even the name Swades is because Gandhi believed in the Swadeshi movement, which mm-hmm. was, you know, the belief in having a self-governing country. All of it I thought was just like so subtle. Like I mean, again, it's like if it was a Karan Johar movie. 
you know, there would be like giant Gandhi posters everywhere. And he would be like, hmm, who's that? I'm inspired by that person. Like, <laughs> it would never be subtle. Typically, when we do recaps, we talk about what happens in the movie. But I, I almost don't really want to because I want people to watch the movie. Like, I want Swades to be viewed by as many people as possible because it is such a good movie. And so I don't really want to talk about the full plot. But basically, Shahan is an Aonari who goes back home to India for a small task. And as part of that task, he ends up just finding his roots. The scene at the end, you know, and toward the end, when when you when he makes up his mind to go to India, in a typical Karan Johar movie, you would have a helicopter, you would see him driving in with the RV, you would see a rush of people running to him. But I love the fact that it just cut to him wrestling with the mailman. Yep. It was so good. Shah Khan's body looked great, by the way, in this movie. <laughs> I just put that out there. I would love to step in the ring with that guy. He's no longer with us. <laughs> no, he, I mean, he met Shah Khan. Oh, you want to step in the ring with Shah Khan. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, of course. But also, Shah Khan played a project manager, and I love that because I'm also a project manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, it was a very typical Desi NRI. Like, this is what we do. Like, Desi's in the US. What are we doing? We're, we're in data. We're in computer. Like, it's really in IT somewhere. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Fahad makes those motors or whatever, right? <laughs> I do something like that. I also appreciate that NASA was fully staffed by like Asian immigrants, and then they had one white guy yeah. in management, which is probably how it actually is. So, yeah, John Stockton. John, yeah, he really, uh, really went to bas- shit. Basketball player. <laughs> yeah, he retired, and then uh, after he left Utah, he took yeah. over that role. Immediately gained three hundred pounds. <laughs> Also, I like that the white people didn't look weird. You know, a lot of times in Indian movies, white people look weird. I I thought John Stockton sounded German. He did. He sounded the worst. But like in the beginning, when they when they show him having that like uh, meeting or whatever, he was just huh? What? It looked like a press conference, and also it looked like Paula Dean was in the audience. (laughs) Yes, I was like, I want to see that lady's credentials. (laughs) You're like that lady has said the n word before. Yeah, you know, a lot of times English sounds weird in Indian movies, or white people around the talking to they see people sounds weird in Indian movies. And this was the one movie where I was like, oh, that didn't happen. I really liked it. I also felt like Charhan was just like a very believable Desi guy. He was just like, like I believed that Charhan was an engineer. I believe that that was his job. There was this one scene, I think, at the end when he's like showing them the rocket. It's like you know he's at NASA and he's like pointing to the to the rocket or whatever and i was just thinking i was like i wonder what he's saying there like that seemed less believable than like the violin in mohabbat <laughs> he was like i'm gonna be a small person and i'm gonna go on that rocket i did think that when they showed him at nasa i was like oh shit this is giving me zero ptsd do you think Shah Khan likes space you think he's a space guy because I think he might he might have owned a couple of telescopes. Maybe so. after this movie, maybe after making it. At one point while watching the movie, uh, I think it was right before Yetara Watara, when they're looking up at the, at the skies. Over the summer, we went to go visit my brother-in-law in Wisconsin. And there was one night where we just stayed up all night. And it was like four in the morning. We were just like laying on the grass looking up. And Were you guys stoned? <laughs> we should have been. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's like pesticides in the farms around there that maybe But we just stared up at the sky and realized just like how small we were. Like we spotted a whole bunch of planets, which, you know, growing up in the city, you don't spot Mars. from the upper west side i never saw another planet up there but like we spotted like mars and saturn and venus and it reminded me like just how small we are and like how much everything just comes down to like pure luck Mm -hmm. I, i think one of the reasons why like the film is so emotional for me is because i'm born in new york I had, you know, opportunities that my cousins and Aksan, who I don't even know, never have. That is something where, like, I then look at my kids and I'm like, Noah could have been selling Bonnie for 25 cents. Yes. Completely out of my control where I was born. Mm -hmm. Out of my control what type of, like, school I got to go to as, you know, elementary school kid. And then our kids end up having, like, all these privileges too. And this is something that we talk about on a regular basis. Like, how do we make sure our kids grow up understanding what they have? Mm -hmm. the privileges that they have understanding how lucky they are while also giving them the better life that 
you know, we didn't have because our parents also tried to give us a better life that they sacrificed for. It's tough. And these are the things that the movie makes you think about and it's not comfortable. Yes. So that's also why I got so emotional. So, you know, real, I don't know if you thought about it, but you know, my dad, he was basically raised in squalor. Like the fact that like my dad was able to somehow get to raise three children in America mm-hmm. is like truly it's a miraculous story. And I know it's not a it's not necessarily a unique story because so many Desi people in America have that with their parents. Their parents came from nothing, like truly nothing. And it's not like they came from nothing as in they lived in, you know, a, a little city and they had menial jobs. Like a lot of our parents came from literally nothing. And they somehow made it to America and they somehow had a bunch of kids who are educated in America. And like, it's a it's a miraculous journey that they've made. And so when I watched this movie, I thought about that a lot because in the late 80s and 89, we went to India and I barely remember it. But for my dad, that was like a really important trip that he took mm-hmm. with his three kids and his wife to India. And, you know, we went to like Bihar and we visited all this stuff. And my mom always tells me that like, you know, daddy was so proud of where he had come from. He didn't look at this place and say like, oh, like bichare or anything. Like he almost, he looked at them like with pride. And that's something that I found really nice about the character of Mohan because Mohan comes from, you know, he's not even from a small village. He's clearly from like New Delhi. His family was wealthy enough for him to have a nanny growing up. Don't call her a nanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like he he obviously comes from wealth. He doesn't come from a gaon in India. But when he go- gets to this gaon, even though he's sleeping in his RV, he doesn't look down at these people. He still looks at them like, yeah, you guys have problems, but they're not problems that can't be solved. And maybe I can help you out. He's not judging them, you know. And he's able to have these like very open conversations with them and say like, you know, you should do better. And he figures out ways to get people to sit together and get people to go to the same school together. And there, there's no pity in anything that he does. And I really like that about that character. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a lot of the way my dad looks at a lot of his family. So that really made me emotional. <laughs> yeah, that may I thought a lot about that also. Like you said, you know. There, when we went in 1989, basically the village that he grew up in didn't have electricity. And that's the one thing that I remember about it. Like, you know, sleeping in these basically houses without a ceiling and stuff like that, right? And then I was like, and he came all the way over here and now his son does boner jokes on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... With his daughter. <laughs> this, is, this is my pride. I escaped. I went to school for the first time when I was 14. So you guys could make donor the American dream. <laughs> no, but it, in the movie, the thing that I like about it is again, it, it's not Garin Johard, right? So like even when he's having that conversation with the town's folks, he's also he's critical of himself. You know, these aren't easy conversations and he's doing a lot of self-reflecting and he does go through a change, right? Like the movie is like chock full of symbolism, right? So the RV means something, all of the things about water, the the fact that <laughs> Fod is like Darby means something? Recreational like, vehicle. <laughs> Got <her> uh, man. <laughs> it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Before I was like, well, maybe I miss that stuff, but it works so it's the reason why I've been thinking about this thing now for three days since. It's very good. I think it's very easy to make a movie like this and be very paternalistic when you're like as the Shah Khan character. And it's something that I think we all probably have struggled with when we talk to our Pakistani cousins or anybody from India and be like, well, you guys are wrong because we do it this way, that way, whatever. But they really avoided it here. They treated it with a very like realistic nuance. It wasn't a competition between like Shah Rukh Khan's American values versus yeah. his Indian values. Because usually I feel like the impulse is, well, no, actually America's worse because they don't have yeah. tradition and whatever and they actually address that and the nuance of this movie is it's like masterful so it's really hard. it's, it's really hard good. to make a movie like this and that even have a conversation like this that this movie had i think it was brilliant and exactly it made me think a lot about and i'm sure it, it was the same for you guys just you know how how is it that you define your identity right you know especially Andy and i you know we were pakistani but we were born in saudi arabia and then we moved to america you know i think of myself as being from new jersey as much as anywhere in the world because it's where i've been the longest right Don't laugh at us, i'm raising a jersey boy so it's 
I can't. I can't look down on you guys. I have to be one. <laughs> but um, you know, there's the there's still I still feel a lot of pride in the fact that I grew up in Saudi Arabia, and obviously I have a lot of Pakistani pride. The thing about um, you know, how how is it that you look down on? We have, uh, you know, the the paternalistic way that you look down on other daisies. It made me think a lot about the trip that I took to India. I took a trip in, to India in 2005 to set up a back office, like a call center in New Delhi. I'd like to think of myself, you know, not as an asshole or whatever. So, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna go and like, you know, just kind of talk down to people. I, I think at the time when when I was going, my expectation of it was there was a little bit of like, well, we're, we're setting up a call center. So I have to like explain the culture to these people, because the one thing I knew was that I'm sure that everyone that's working there is smarter than me, like book smarter than me, but maybe they don't get the cultural stuff. Right. And then, you know, over the course of staying there for the two weeks, the one thing I realized was, no, you know, they have the cultural stuff also. Like I'm an asshole for thinking that. And then, you know, as you're going through it, you're like, well, what is it that makes me different? Why am I sitting on this side of the table talking to a person on the other side? And the thing that I could come up with was just basically, this is my accent. My accent is the reason why I'm on this side. And this other person who is not just book smarter than me, but, you know, actually smarter than me um, in terms of psychology and culturally, like they get it. And they're better looking, <laughs> bigger penis. And, and that's when I had to, I, that's when I had to lay it on the table. <laughs> but yeah, but I thought a lot about that while watching the movie this time. I hadn't had that experience before. Going back to what you brought up, Ali, also about like it being just a sheer case of luck that we're here. Uh, that's something my husband talks about all the time. He always says like, we won some sort of like genetic lottery that I got to come here because from his dad's side of the family, he's the only one that's here. Like his dad is the only one and he's got tons of siblings back in Pakistan. And unfortunately, like all of his cousins in Pakistan are struggling in some way. And, you know, he says that could have been me. You know, I, I don't know what my life would have been like if I lived in Pakistan. I mean, it wasn't a village. It was still Karachi. But even those things, like they make such a big difference in like, how would we have raised or he would have raised his children and or when his son would have gotten sick, like what would he have done in that? That position and so all of those things like really hit home watching this movie as well and I also had really emotional reaction to seeing that child sell water and I think that's something that you know Shahan's character Mohan obviously that's where it really hits him where he's on that train and he sees that kid and it's just so sad and I think Raheel you and I I think we experience this like every single time we go to Pakistan which I've only gone twice since we moved to America in 95 but every time we've gone the kids on the street destroy me the young kids that work in houses destroy me like they always make me feel like what the hell am I doing with my life in America and I don't know it's like uh, also i think part of being daisy is constantly feeling like unfit or undeserving of where we are and i think that also really struck that's something that i think mohan's character goes through which is that like what the hell am i doing to help these people and even if i help them a little bit there's still so much more that i could be doing that mm. when i go back to america and i have this nice job at nasa it feels stupid to do that without feeling like you're making like a, a, a bigger change in the world, especially yeah. when you know that there's like people that you love on the other side of the world that could be benefiting from you in some way. I think when uh, Melaram said like uh, the, that line about, you know, turning on your porch light to give light to your neighbors, oh. I think that resonated with him and probably with a lot of us. Like, I think it's interesting because in the 70s, 80s, 90s, probably a little bit now even like getting out of Pakistan getting out of India was like the answer and a lot of people that I went to college with especially the Indian students they all were like oh we're gonna go back like we're gonna work here for a few years and then we're gonna go back and I think maybe that this is probably like the start of that shift in attitude I think the rest of the world is trying to kind of come up. It probably has to do with the fact that America isn't exactly the land of opportunity that it might have been in the 80s. But that 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 was something that resonated with me was, you know, pulling up your your neighbor. So how many yeah. other times did you cry in the movie, Ali? <laughs> Let's see. I had a couple that were just tears. Love that. Who would somehow disrupt the tears and keep me from like full-blown cries. 
on Ashto Gogar for like adding these little transitions to us to be like, oh no, no, Abine, Abine, like don't cry. I think in total was seven, actually. Huh. Having been born in New York, I went to box on the first time when I was like 10 days old. My first passport photo is like my dad's hand holding me. <laughs> and then I went again in 89. I was three years old. So like I have very little connection to box. And I'll be honest, I have also chosen not to like form those ties. Like my older siblings, some of them do and god bless them for it it's just not me like going back to like how we identify ourselves i absolutely identify as a new yorker um and like boxon is like somewhere in there like and i typically say like oh yeah my parents are from boxon like but when it comes to like you know what you were describing it, it's guilt right like that's what we feel like we won this lottery we became we are lucky by chances and we have no control over it but we still feel this guilt of having attained something that we don't deserve. And I'm not sure if that's like a Daisy thing or Jewish thing, like, or it's just a human thing. Like it feels like a very universal thing to feel like you, you don't deserve something that you have and then you want to make up for it, but how? And I, I think one of the things that the movie does really well though, is show like, it's not necessarily just charity. Shadow could have absolutely just bought the body from the kid and not drank it. He drank it. And I, I think it was really, that he did that he internalized something and was like there's more that i can do than just give best right i don't think the solution for everybody is like go back and like you know build or build a dam or whatever like at the same time it's you can do something right i think one of the best things that the movie sort of hits home that is that there's agency in self-determination everybody that we meet no matter how dire their situation doesn't want charity doesn't want the government to provide just wants a chance to be able to do something for themselves the weaver who becomes a farmer, he's not asking for a handout. He hesitates. He doesn't even want to accept, you know, Mohan's money. And he yeah. only accepts it as a as a loan, right? Like what he wants is just to be able to provide and to be able to work and be able to give his kids a better life. That is all very universal. They talk about this throughout the movie a lot. Like who's responsible for what? Ultimately, we are responsible for ourselves and what we do how we go about doing that like yeah. leaving everything and going to the motherland or just trying to find a, an organization to help support like whatever it is it's it's what helps us sleep at night mm -hmm. yeah well i pay my taxes so you know what go governor murphy new jersey forever <laughs> <laughs> i pay some of my taxes um i have paid taxes in the past that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Oh, <laughs> when when he took the sip of water from the kid, did anybody else worry about the kind of shits that he was on the train? Baby. I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, my tears were for the situation, but also like it's compared like <laughs> that can't sit well after drinking just mineral water all that time. Yeah. I'm sure when you went to Pakistan in 89, you probably don't remember this, but I'm sure your like siblings do, is back then still, like, I don't know, where did you guys go? Faisalabad, Lahore. Oh, like, yeah. My dad's side of the family is like kind of all over the place. My mom's side is pretty much like concentrated in like Islamabad and like Raul. Yeah. My mom's side is much more military and intelligence folks. Oh. Military intelligence? <laughs> Mirza hits in a different way <laughs> for another reason. I think we just got banned in India. <laughs> well, because I remember like in the 80s when we used to, even like in the early, early 90s, when we used to go to Karachi, my daddy would always boil the water and then have it in old Ruvza bottles, mm -hmm. the glass Ruvza bottles, but the water was still yellow. And like, that's also what I thought of when I watched that. And because, you know, I look back at myself back then, I'm being like snotty little like brat from Saudi. I mean, like, I don't want to drink the nasty yellow water. But like watching this movie, I was like, oh, I was an asshole because this is the water that they had and this is how they drank it. And I like thought about that as well when I was watching that scene. Yeah. And all of it could have been like hammered home. Right. But it wasn't like they showed the water bottles that he has multiple times. They mm -hmm. show him like packing it. And the fact that, you know, the project that he's working on is around water. Right. Because of the way that like, technically how he builds it up to that moment, it, it just it hits you so hard. Oh, my it's God. Awesome. The caravan, like he goes from showering in the caravan to like showering with like a little bucket from the well like the theme is there from the very start the the project he works on is on precipitation like yeah it's there 
but it's not Garnjor there. Exactly. I even think that there's like subtlety in his like victory. Like he he builds this this uh, hydroelectric dam, but it, it's a really small scale, right? And yeah. that his big win is like turning on a light bulb in this lady's house. And <laughs> I, I feel like in other movies it would be something way bigger and he would actually like light up all the villages oh, yeah. in India. And I, I love that scene also because of his determination, right? Because like he's building this thing and you see him like getting excited about it. He's like a supervisor at the beginning, but he runs into that problem with the dam. He's like motivated to go and jump into it because at the end of the day, I mean, he is like, you know, he is this very proper person, but he is also turned on by like science, right? He's like, yeah, horny he's, like, for science. Horny for science. He, you know, so he, he really wants to, and, and I like seeing that because, you know, there's somebody that works at NASA. You don't get to NASA just by, you know, being somebody who just takes things easy, right? So it showed that this is, you know, he's this person who's actually ambitious, who gets excited for these things. Anybody That's else like, think he was a little sexy getting in the water and taking out that seaweed? I was concerned for his Tims. He wore Tims throughout the entire movie. He took off his shirt, but not his Tims. I was worried about the seaweed problem because I'm like, this is going to happen again. <laughs> like, you need to figure out a better system here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, maybe over the thing i don't know this whole movie is a is is a pretty slow burn everything is nuanced i think it even helped like the love story i i actually bought into this love story i cared about it because for the first half they didn't hint at it they didn't really talk about it at all and so we got to fall in love with Gita, with Mohan. A couple of things about the love story. I love the fact that, you know, there isn't like this big declaration of love on either of their parts, right? Mm-hmm. He tells her and then she just comes to his caravan and she tells him. It's just yeah. His reaction was fantastic. It was the yeah. least Shah Rukh Khan reaction. Like yeah. she says it and he's not like cocky like oh i know he misses it yeah Yeah. one other thing about the love story is i discovered a new kink for myself which is apparently i want a lady to tie my dhoti (laughs) yeah a hundred (laughs) percent yeah i when we watched that it reminded me of all those conversations we had when we watched dave das of like how do you wrap a dhoti and how do you pee and all this stuff and i was like oh here we go we got a tutorial oh yeah i was like oh well this is apparently this is happening now I, I have the privilege of having a lot of Bengali friends who taught me how to do it. Oh, that's not the same. I thought I thought this was going to be a hot story, Ali. <laughs> th- uh, so obviously, we did learn you do wear boxers underneath your dhoti. Yeah, what do you think that was specific to Mohan? Because he was like, "I'm from America." But he's very specific to him. No way people are wearing boxers. You think they're being going commando in the dhotis? Absolutely. I also don't think that she would put on the dhoti for him if he wasn't wearing boxers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not getting down there. She's not doing the under the leg move. If he's not wearing boxers. <laughs> all, all I'm imagining right now is the way Noah woke me up one morning where he was just like Winnie the Pooing, just shirt. <laughs> he's like, Daddy, I want body. And I'm like And then you just picture Charhan doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help uh, the other thing about Gita is like I was thinking, remember her proposal in the movie? Mm-hmm. Jackass. Who says no to her? If I was like, I was like screaming. I was like, so let's say if you had gotten a proposal through like letters or something, and then you go see the girl and then Gita walks out, I don't care what she's asking for. I'm going to ameha like a mother. I yeah, I love that scene though. You know, a lot of Indian movies want to do this thing where when the girl decides that it's her chance to say like, this is what I want to do in my life. They, they want to do this thing where the people that they're telling have a very intense reaction. You know, the suitor that comes, he's kind of just like, mm, that doesn't really work for me. And then his dad is like, oh, Hamadian, like women don't work outside of the house. The grandmother, you know, um, was it Gavriyama? She tells the suitor's mother like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. I think it's just better to drop it here. And the woman just goes, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Whereas like in a lot of Indian movies, you would have this thing where it would be like a very dramatic, lots of intense music, all that stuff. And it was just like, this is what I like. And this is what I want. 
and it obviously does not work for you guys and i'm not going to change who i am and then Shao Khan is just so fucking adorable after that scene because he just looks at them. He's like, yeah, that's so bad. It's so tough. It happens. And then they leave and he does that swing around a pillar and he's so happy. I was like, oh, you're so cute. He was so cute in this whole movie. Even when he meets her at the bookstore, this is the only time Shao Khan has not pulled the hum kabhi pehle mele line on like a girl in a movie because he always does that. He always does that stupid ass shit. But he was just adorable. I didn't know what the symbolism was of him like aggressively smoking. I like. I don't know why he's smoking so much. I don't know if there is something there. <laughs> I think Shao Kahn is smart. No one else smokes in the movie. Yeah, he's smoking reds, and they made yeah. a very sign of that. Like, unless it was like a paid sponsorship, which I can't remember there was. But yeah, because it wasn't attractive. He was just constantly smoking. Maybe that's the only way he would make a movie. Like, yeah, exactly. You have to deal with it. You want me to go shoot in a fucking village? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think maybe it was just one of those things where it's like, he's going to do this thing that clearly is frowned upon. Gabriama is not going to be cool with him smoking reds. There's that scene where they all go into the caravan. He kind of motions to Geetha to like, hey, can you hide that pack of cigarettes? Because like, I don't want her to see. I almost felt like it's a way of showing that like, there is another side of him that he's purposely kind of putting aside right now for the sake of this older woman who he just loves and respects so much. I feel like it's almost a way of showing that like, yes, he's American and yes, he smokes but mm-hmm. even around an elder he knows how to show respect and I think that's like that's a very common daisy thing like you don't smoke in front of your elders i know friends who smoke whose parents smoke but they will never sit and have a cigarette with their dad because yeah, it's just like out of dis- you know it's just disrespectful yeah, it's like fahad with you and your fun you're not gonna have your dad roll you up on no of course yeah. not i do that on my own time <laughs> <laughs> i really like the movie scene also the, oh, yeah. the so good it's like it's so subtle and so beautiful that you know they have the two sides separated by the cast and then the one side is they're watching the movie but they're watching it in reverse yeah that side also can't read either right so like yeah, it, exactly you know seeing the kids go back and forth though it's like they're kids they don't know yeah, they don't exactly. understand why this is going on but they're stuck in it, right? And it's just like, the way it also leads into Yetara Wotara too, is like, first of all, the songs in this movie, aside from maybe like Samania, you can't really forward them. Yeah. <laughs> they actually do add something to the story. And I remember the first time watching it, this is a side track, by the way. I remember the first time watching it, Aisa Aisa was definitely in the movie. And it wasn't now. <laughs> Wait, what song is that? It's like the little Lordy he sings to Jiku. Lordy to Jiku? Absolutely in the movie when I saw it for the first time because that song has stuck with me all these years later. And it brings me to tears. And highly recommend you guys go check it out at some point. But... Oh man, that's what it destroyed me. I know. I'm watching the video for it. I'm already close. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely know this song. I know the song and I know what you're talking about. There was also another scene of like after, you know, he goes to the school and he grabs her by the waist. That was like his Mosharhan moment where he like he's like, Okay, we're vibing, we're vibing. There's obviously a connection here. You know, I'm just go for it. Let me just grab your body. And then he goes and he grabs her body and then she smacks him in the face with like the eraser by accident. There's a scene after that where she does like she tries to like help him or she nurses him or they have like a cute little like moment where as in this version on the Netflix version, it just goes from like that to all of a sudden she just realizes that she's like in love with him when he goes away to that farm so i do think that some of the scenes were cut in this in this version yeah and i don't think it's just netflix i did that because i i went like deep dive like into like reddit to like find out like what the hell happened and there were a lot of complaints that the movie was long and the runtime like everywhere from like any publication that came out around the time the movie was released says that like it's like over three hours long and like it was long but it wasn't i don't think it was over three hours long yeah and somewhere in reddit there was a oh hey like i found this deleted scene and this deleted song i'm like that's not deleted that was there like so we demand the snyder cut yeah <laughs> first of all i love the song but in Yetara Botara, the one part that I just was like why did you have to do that is that there's a scene where Shahan picks up a little girl by the shoulders and then she sings Yetara Botara. The girl singing is not the problem. The problem is that the child looks like he's she's like thrown somewhere. Yeah. He literally grabs her by the sides of her shoulders and she's like this the whole time. And it's so scary. I was like, why are you doing this to the child? Speaking of children, uh, there was a fun cameo in this. Amir yes, Khan. there was. Oh, yeah. Amir Khan was in this movie for just a second. Wait, what? Where? In the film within the film. Yeah. 
When the song Yado Ki Barat is playing, he's a cute little baby. Little baby with the big... It's Amir Khan's exact face. Like, it's his exact current face on a small child. (laughs) Between this and Lagan, there is a good amount of, like, Hinduism in the movie. I love the Om Jai Jagdish Hare, as everybody knows. I'm a big fan of it. But I also like this version of it because I feel like that is, like, the pop version of Hinduism. And I do like that the way that they kind of show it here it ties into the story somehow. Like in Lagan, the story of like that whole song, Radha Kaise Na Jade, it's, it's literally about a girl being jealous of women throwing themselves on her man. And even in this one, it's a story of like, how do you come out of your hardship? You can't always just blame somebody else. You have to always look inward and see how you can fix whatever is going on inside. And I, I really like that. I think Ashutosh Gorka does a great job of that. And one of the people that was in Lagan, who was in this movie, who I absolutely love, is the guy who plays the mailman. <laughs> He's great. It looks like a like an Indian Michael Shannon. <laughs> yes, that is spot on. <laughs> he does. He's no longer with us, guys. Uh, a few of the people in this movie are no longer with us. I love this movie so much, and I don't understand why Shah Rukh Khan can't make more of these movies. Because nobody wants to watch them, apparently. That's the reason why. But does He's that mean that Shah Khan only cares about money, you guys? He makes it pretty clear why he doesn't do these movies. His fans want a version of Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. He feels obligated to give it to them. It makes me very I, sad. I mean, it's not like he's trapped or anything. He's okay. He's living a pretty great life. You don't have to feel sad. But I do feel sad for him because I do feel like he's trapped. He's like trapping his own talent. And I feel like that is, it's sad. It is. It's like the Cary Grant thing though, right? Like he, Cary Grant famously was not born Cary Grant. He was born like very poor in like Leeds, I think. And came to the US, changed his name, created a whole idea of Cary Grant. At one point in an interview, or maybe during like an awards show, said like, I've come to play Cary Grant very well. And Khan does that too. And I think this is a movie where he's finally not playing Khan and shows us a glimpse of what he's really capable of in a way that we haven't seen since like DDLJ. Because before that, clearly has the range, but he got typecast and eventually... This is what people wanted from him. And he feels that he has to just give this. Like, I'm not sure if it's about the money. I think he just really thinks that this is what he has to do to survive. Oh, my God. That makes me even more sad for him. <laughs> I'm very sad for Shahan. Shahan is it's like Britney's conservatorship or whatever. It's like yeah. Britney, like free SRK from now on. If you like it so much, if you feel so sad, you should have bought out movie theaters when this movie came out and you would have done more movies like this. I was 19 and I had no money. My cell phone used to turn off all the time because I didn't pay the bill. I was fighting with my parents. <laughs> oh, man. I do have one criticism of the movie, and I want to see if you guys share this. His life in the U.S. looked really dull. For having gone to college in the U.S., for working at NASA, it seems like the only thing he has is he's got this swanky-ass apartment, at this job, and he has his one friend, and that is it. You know, being an American, basically, like, it didn't sit right with me that that was the depiction of you know what life in the u.s is like for deities who live here because we have a huge community here and no matter where you go you'll find a brown person and you'll become friends and even if you're not finding another brown person like we we also assimilated as well like and held on to our culture it's it's not as lonely as it's depicted and i just didn't like that depiction like it should have been a much more fuller life shown for him you have like two hours 45 minutes or three hours depending on what version of the movie you're watching they could have put that in to make to make his you know his debate the internal struggle a little more fleshed out like all we're seeing is depressed lonely shadow who only has a job and that's it versus this awesome life that he can have in like a village that was my critique of your zara as well where i felt like zara had just strict parents in in pakistan and then she went to india where everybody's having a great time and singing in fields so i do get that uh critique because that bothers me as well but i think also you know it seemed like maybe he was somebody who had just been like sad for a couple years that his dad died i i do think it's also really easy for 
they see people um, and especially I feel like they see males to just get sucked into their career and that be the only thing that defines them because being Desi, women are defined by what their marriage is like and how many kids they have and men are defined by their career. So I think that that's also really easy to fall into. But I get your point. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it, I didn't think it was a Desi thing as much as just uh, somebody who works at a very demanding job is working yeah. for NASA. Right? In the beginning, when they walk into the apartment, I thought they were going to call over prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they, they were going to bone. like the type. You thought they were going to bone? Yeah. For a second, I was like, are they dating? <laughs> oh, maybe that subtext we missed. <laughs> I didn't miss it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of subtlety in this movie. It's not like a horror movie. Like, right. Uh, also, if I was Vinoda, I'd be so fucking pissed. I'd be like, yo, this dude has been on vacation for two months. <laughs> We've been working. At one point, he's like, we ha- are working overnight right now. Like, <laughs> We're working on weekends. What are you doing? And he's like, mm, I'm falling in love. John Stockton is running pick and rolls on my ass all night long. <laughs> also, he never talked to John Stockton. He kept telling Vinod to talk to him for him. I would never talk to my manager on behalf of my coworker. No, it was so messed up. I was like, you are a really terrible coworker. Like, yeah, I ended up, if my coworker came back from India and then the launch was successful and he was like, oh, I'm thinking about going back. I'd be like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. We're going to replace you. Like, I'd be so mad. One more note about the music I want to tell you is that I love the music. There's a Shehnai in the oh really you don't think so you don't love the music not a fan i don't fan. love the music I, it's, uh, I like uh i like the suade song and yeah. i like Yitara. but yeah. the rest of it it's okay i mean it's arman so you, you don't know, like Yuhi Jalla? i don't love arman songs like that <laughs> i don't like that sound you just made but yeah really you sound like Shanae. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's the so there's Swades, the song Swades, Yejo Des Hetera, right? And there's an instrumental version of that that it goes like ba 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 ba, yes. right? It's that Chennai. Oof, I've been listening to it all day, and I was like, you know what? This is another good one to add to a funeral playlist. Real, <laughs> please die. <laughs> I, I you just talk about a funeral playlist though because i do this with sabina and she thinks i'm morbid oh yeah 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 we got funeral playlists we got divorce playlists we got it all let's rate the movie you guys i think you guys know how i rated it <laughs> yeah so ali obviously you love this movie you're gonna give it negative out of negative five to five you give it a five i'll give it a five, five? Uh, coming into this i was gonna say like a four four point five it's a five star for me but i will say that you know, we talk about Shah Rukh Khan. Why doesn't he do these types of movies? But I think this is a Ashutosh Gorekar yeah. like victory. Yeah. Shah Rukh Khan is a part of it, but he didn't. It, it could have been almost anybody else, and I think it, this still would have stood up. But mm-hmm. the the pacing of it, the the story, the the slow burn of all the storylines, top notch, five mm-hmm. stars. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, it does, it's not a big Bollywood movie, right? But it's making me think a lot. I don't know, man. I'd probably give it like a 4.8. It's it's not in my top five. I know. I know. I, that that face is warranted. Um, <laughs> I think we need to add a thinkability to my scale. Yeah, thinkability. That's a good one. I've thought a lot about it. I don't know if it's if I've thought a lot about the movie or if I've thought a lot about the subject. So oh, the, the lungi scene of oh, the lungi scene, yeah. Real, do you like this movie more or less than Dilse? You know, I haven't seen Dilse in a long time, but right now I think of this movie. I, I like this movie more than Dilse. Well, then I I, have... it sounds to me like then Dilse gets gets the boot. Well, Dilse is already on the bubble because of Chelte Chelte. Oh, so yeah, Chelsea Chelsea is the one that I'm thinking about because it's a smaller movie, right? But it does give me more of those Bollywood vibes. This is mm. a smarter movie and it's a more prestigious movie. But I don't know if I love it as much as I love Chelte Chelte. So I give this movie a five. I love this movie. This movie was always on the cusp of being in my top five. And I believe I believe that it's getting on the top five. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, I have to look at my list though, because I don't remember and now I have to figure out what we get. Yep. And we ceremoniously move it to the top. So my, my previous list was uh Yes Boss, K3G, Dave Das, Dilse, Karnarj. I gotta shuffle things around. Yes Boss is still at the top. K3G, Swades, Dave Das, Virzara. Oh wow. That's yeah, a good he's on a hot 
Honestly, if you watch these these like six seven movies of Shah Rukh Khan from like basically like Ashoka to now, and I'm not including Ashoka in that list, but <laughs> this, he's like the best. Like this is why Shah Rukh Khan is Shah Rukh Khan is mm-hmm. because of this stretch, and like he's gone through these different phases. But like I don't think there's any other actor that has has had a hot streak like this. Yeah, like Hollywood or. So my list is DDLJ, Om Shanti, Om Dave Das, K3G, and Dulce. And I think that, um, you guys, guys, I think I have to take DDLJ out. DDLJ is an overrated movie. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, you don't have DDLJ on your list, Ellie. Nope. I didn't even bother ranking it because it was good. It was fine. Blasphemous. Please leave. (laughs) (laughs) Take him out of the Zoom meeting reel. Speaking of leaving, one thing I really loved about this is when he is leaving and there is no palat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because of the callback to DDLJ. Yeah, because they always try to do that with Charhan movies. And I like that she's just staying there and she's like, please come back, please come back. And he's like, no, bitch, I'm out. I got to go. I got a plane to catch. John Stockton is on my ass. I got to go. I got to go. You know what? Is in Alexandria. Uh, <laughs> I also like that Shah Khan didn't ruin somebody's wedding in this. Oh which yeah. Is, <laughs> okay, no, I DDLJ is still there. Let me. I'm not being. That's crazy talk. Yeah, you know, I thing. think. I think I have to put Swades in place of Dilse because. Was that number five? Yeah, I think I think I got to take Dilse out and put Swades there because you know I do like Dilse, but I think the rewatchability factor is important because. <laughs> Uh, because I don't want to watch Dulce again. And I did watch it a couple of years ago for the podcast. And it's a really difficult watch. There's like a lot, there's like sexual assault, uh, no trigger warning on that. Uh, there just is. And it's, it's hard to watch. It's a, it's a difficult movie to watch. I think it's a really cool movie. I think it's definitely a movie everybody should watch, but I don't think that I don't want to watch Shahan in that role. I do want to watch Shahan in this role in Suades and if I'm thinking about my top five Shah Rukh Khan movies, I have to think about the movies where I just loved watching him. And that's why K3G, even though it's not my favorite, it's still on because Shah Rukh Khan's character in K3G is like one of my favorite characters of all time. I like him in Suades and I think Suades gets gets number five. Dulce has got to get the boot. And especially because I think Shah Rukh Khan in Suades is still giving us a smidge of his Shah Rukh Khan adorableness. But not, you know, hitting us over the head with it. And I, I love that. And that's also, let's talk about Shah Khan ranking. I give him five Shah Khans in this. Really, you give him five? Of course. I don't know. It sounded like you didn't really like the movie that much. Give it a 4.8. What are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't like the music, which is one of the best things about it. Yeah, I get think, out of here. I just don't understand Raheel's ranking system. And I feel like I have to go back and listen to everything that he's ever done. This is why because... you need something objective. Okay, like, what are you confused about? What ranking system are you confused about, Sarah? Okay, what first of all, you hate a movie. And you, then you give it like four stars. And today you're saying this is a 4.8, but it's above, it doesn't make your top five. There's like 12, there's 12 movies in your top five that are less than 4.8. If you can't do the math on that, then you don't belong in NASA. All right. You are not qualified to hold John Stockton's jockstrap. Okay. (laughs) First of all, the beautiful rant. Secondly, it's all complete nonsense. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I have five movies in my top five, and they're all five or higher. Five or higher. No, 4.9 or higher. This is on the cusp. It's a good one. Ali, what do you give Shah in this movie? He gets five Shah Khan's for it. Yeah, no doubt. Five, you two? We got fives all across the board. Yeah. There you go. Can we talk about Shah taking a bath outside real quick? Anytime. <laughs> We've seen him take multiple baths uh, with a balti over the course of this podcast. It's happened many, many times. Sometimes it's in a shower. Sometimes he's got pants on. Sometimes he doesn't have pants on. We've even a, seen his. We've even seen his butt. He took a mud bath in Ashoka for. He took a mud bath. He loves Shahan loves a shower scene or a, ba- a bathing scene. But Raheel, do you remember taking a bath outside like that in India? Yeah. Uh, when we went to Jawara, uh, outside of the mosque, actually, there was a well. 
And it was a big activity for us because we only got to do it once a week. And the thing about the well was because it was so deep, the water, it was the coldest water that there was in the village. You know, the rest of the time, everything was so hot, right? So you just really, really enjoyed. It was it was almost like a religious experience that I had. Maybe it's because, you know, it was right outside the mosque or whatever. But <laughs> it was um, it was very nice. It's like you're being baptized every time. <laughs> yeah. I love a Baldi. Pakistan, and then it's super hot and you're humid and the water barely runs so you have to fill it up and then that that like last rinse off oh my god nothing better oh my god no thank you it's like 30 pounds of water just falling on your head it's amazing yeah but then what if you still have soap all over you well then you gotta wait another three minutes for the balti to fill back up and then you do it again (laughs) it's too much time to get cold but there's also so, Chip Gully sometimes just like watching you. If you're there for more than like a week, you get used to it. The Chip Gully, you're like, hey, hey, Fred. These were not the problem. My nanny had a stopper in the toilet because rats would come out from <laughs> the So that was one thing that I was really worried about all the time. And then the other, and I'm still worried about to this day. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was the cockroaches, especially when the lights went out. Like if you were taking a bath or a shower, and the power went out. Oh, that was the scariest thing. You're just in a dark room and you have no idea what's going to be there when the lights come back. Oh, no. And, you know, in that regard, bathing outside sounds like a much better idea. I w- I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Sharhan was wearing like um, really long shorts in this scene. I don't know why I care so much about that scene. But also, I just I thought Sharhan's body looked great. OK, there. I said it. I just discovered another new kink, which is hearing Fahad talk about a balti shower. <laughs> you like when I pantomime it? Yeah. <laughs> that that last pour is like uh, the pop. Yeah, like, your hair is all over your. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, oh, find a- all right. Well, guys, I think that's it for Swade. This was um, not our silliest episode. I think it just movie was too serious to like talk about Shah Khan and his. Even though I tried to objectify him as much as I could, it just. This movie is so good. <sighs> Everybody should watch it. Um, Go watch um, it. Quit your jobs. Move to India. (laughs) (laughs) Harness the power of water. I appreciated that he had an actual, like Shah Rukh Khan had an actual exit plan. Like when Vinod asked him, he's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to quit and move to India? He's like, and then I'll work for the space agency over there. I was like, man, brilliant. He's actually making a vertical career move over here because he could probably be the John Stockton of India. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what he did become. Yeah, he moved to India, became Steve Nash. (laughs) They have the same number of rings. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Ali, thanks so much for hopping on on the episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was great. Thanks so much. As always, everybody, you can rate and review us, please, on Apple, iTunes. Wait, where else can people review us? Google reviews. Can they Yelp us? Give us a like on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Now on your work computer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Ajupanya Podcast. Bye-bye now. Ye jo desh hai tera Swadesh hai tera Tujhe hai pukara जो देश है तेरा स्वदेश है तेरा तुझे है